Hello and welcome to episode 64 of the Beat Picture Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Logan. On this episode, I'll be talking about how US lawmakers are about to investigate Facebook based on claims that the company knew about how Instagram harms everyone, especially teenage girls, despite claiming otherwise. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. So Facebook's policy of pursuing profits, regardless of documented harm, has sparked comparisons to Big Tobacco, which knew back in the 1950s that its products were carcinogenic, but publicly denied it. According to a report that was published by the Wall Street Journal on Tuesday, September 14, 2021, Facebook officials had known about the results of an internal research since back in March 2020 that showed that Instagram, a social media platform most used by adolescents, which is also owned by Facebook, is harmful to teen girls' body image and well-being, but they swept those findings under the rug to continue conducting business as usual. So that same day, Tuesday, September 14, Senator Richard Blumenthal, a Democrat from Connecticut, and U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn, a Republican from Tennessee, who both serve on the U.S. Senate Commerce Committee's panel on consumer protection, announced that they were launching a probe into Facebook after that Wall Street Journal report that showed that the company was aware of the harm that Instagram can cause to teenage girls but chose to ignore it. The senator said they were in touch with a Facebook whistleblower and would seek new documents and witness testimony from the company related to that reporting. In a joint statement, the lawmaker said, It is clear that Facebook is incapable of holding itself accountable. The Wall Street Journal's reporting reveals that Facebook's leadership is focused on a growth-at-all-cost mindset that valued profits over the health and lives of children and teens. When given the opportunity to come clean about um, to come clean, come clean to us about their knowledge of Instagram's impact on young users, Facebook provided evasive answers that were misleading and covered up clear evidence of significant harm. End quote. House lawmakers have also criticized Facebook over the journal's new reporting, and Republicans even issued a new amendment to the $3.5 trillion budget reconciliation seeking to address tax effects on teens. Rep. Gus Bilirakis, a Republican from Florida, introduced that measure that would direct the Federal Trade Commission to go after unfair or deceptive acts or practices that target children's mental health and privacy by social media. Unfortunately, that amendment failed in Congress. Rep. Um, Ken Buck, a Republican from Colorado, who is a top Republican on the House Judiciary Committee's Antitrust Subcommittee, said in a tweet, quote, Big tech has become the new big tobacco. Facebook is lying about how their product harms teens. A group of Democrats, including Senator Ed Markey, a Democrat from Massachusetts, Rep. Kathy Castor, a Democrat from Florida, and Rep. Lori Trahan, a Democrat from Massachusetts, wrote a letter to Facebook the following day, Wednesday, September 15, calling on the company to abandon its plans to launch an Instagram app for kids in light of the latest Wall Street Journal report. So back in March, Facebook began exploring the idea to build Instagram Youth, an advert-free version of Instagram intended for children under the age of 13. Facebook painted the concept as a solution to the challenges of age verification across its platforms. So basically, it's going to be like a kind of platform with stronger controls and transparency for parents. 
Critics, however, say that the trillion-dollar business is motivated purely by profit and a desire to hook young kids on its products at an earlier age so that they can be monetized as users down the road, similar to how YouTube Kids currently drives young users to its 13-plus platform. In their letter, the three lawmakers, um, Senator Ed Markey, Rep. Kathy Castor, and Rep. Lori Trahan, wrote, quote, Children and teens are uniquely vulnerable populations online, and these findings paint a clear and devastating picture of Instagram as an app that poses significant threats to young people's well-being, end quote. They additionally asked Mark Zuckerberg, the Facebook CEO, specific questions such as whether he had personally reviewed the research into the psychological harms caused by Instagram. He was also asked to disclose any future plans at his company to target children and to reveal how long Facebook had been studying the impact of his company's products on teens' mental health. So just how bad is Instagram for the mental health of its young users? The new report from the Wall Street Journal suggests that the answer is pretty bad, based on internal research conducted by Facebook itself that it has been unwilling to share with the public since back in 2019. The Wall Street Journal recently got access to those in-depth studies, which paint a bleak picture of the detrimental effects Instagram has on its young users, particularly teenage girls. So we know that teens are more likely to log on to Instagram than any other social media platform. It is a ubiquitous part of adolescent life in this 21st century. Yet, studies consistently show that the more often teens use Instagram, the worse their overall well-being, self-esteem, life satisfaction, mood, and body image. One study found out that even college students that use Instagram on any given day, the more they use Instagram, the worse their mood and life satisfaction for that day. So for teen girls, Instagram is a powerful engine for social comparison. So what's social comparison? It's when someone judges their own value, attractiveness, and success based on comparison with others. Teenage girls are often blasted with images of idealized bodies on Instagram, appearing as adverts, images in their feeds, and content in the app's explore page. And this often has a negative effect on their mental health. As one slide from an internal Facebook presentation puts it, quote, we make body image issues worse for one in three teen girls, end quote. The figure in question referred to teenagers who had already reported body image issues of some type. To be clear, Instagram is not problematic simply because it is popular. There are two key features of Instagram that seem to make it particularly risky. First, it allows users to follow both celebrities and peers, both of whom can present a manipulated, filtered picture of an unrealistic body along with a highly curated impression of a perfect life. While all social media platforms allow users to be selective in what they show to the world, Instagram is notorious for its photo editing and filtering capabilities. In addition, it is the most popular platform among celebrities, models, and influencers. Facebook has even been relegated to the level of uncool soccer moms and grandparents. For teens, this seamless integration of celebrities and retouched versions of real-life peers presents a ripe environment for upward social comparison, or basically comparing yourself to someone who is, in quote, better in some regard. Secondly, Instagram is risky for teens because its emphasis on pictures of the body leads users to focus on how their own bodies look to other people. And then being an object for others to view 
does not help the selfie generation feel empowered and sure of themselves. In fact, it almost always has the exact opposite effect. So these are not significant health concerns, but body dissatisfaction during the emotionally and physically formative teen years is a powerful and consistent predictor of eating disorders later in life. So generally, humans look to other people to know how to fit in and judge their own lives, and teens are especially vulnerable to these social comparisons. Almost everyone can remember worrying about fitting in back in high school, and Instagram exacerbates that worry exponentially. One study that Facebook carried out on teen Instagram users in the US and UK found out that more than 40% of those who reported feeling unattractive said the feeling started when using Instagram. In 2020, research found that 32% of teenage girls surveyed said when they felt bad about their bodies, Instagram made them feel worse. Research reviewed by Facebook's top executives concluded that Instagram was engineered towards greater social comparison than rival apps such as TikTok and Snapchat. TikTok is more focused on performance and Snapchat is more concerned about filters that keep the focus on the face. Instagram, on the other hand, spotlights users' bodies and lifestyles more often than not. Teens told Facebook's researchers that they felt addicted to Instagram and wanted to check it less often, but they didn't have the self-control to to restrain their usage. According to internal research by Facebook that was presented back in 2019, teens blame Instagram for increases in the rate of anxiety and depression, and those reactions were unprompted and consistent across all groups. So such findings are significant in their own right, but then they become particularly damning for Facebook when compared with the evasiveness of its public statements. As the Wall Street Journal noted in its report, Facebook's top executives, including CEO Mark Zuckerberg himself, have been quizzed by politicians like Senator Richard Blumenthal on the effects of its apps on younger users, but they have not disclosed anything like the detailed findings that were discovered by their own internal studies. According to the Wall Street Journal, Facebook told senators that their research was proprietary and was kept confidential to promote, pr- to promote frank and open dialogue and brainstorming internally. Senator Blumenthal told the Wall Street Journal in an email, quote, Facebook's answers were so evasive, failing to even respond to all our questions, that they really raised questions about what Facebook might be hiding. Facebook seems to be taking a page from the textbook of Big Tobacco, targeting teens with potentially dangerous products while masking the science in public. End quote. Facebook has made attempts to deal with these issues through changes to Instagram's user interface, such as their experiment to hide like counts. So like counts are a metric that teens told Facebook made them anxious. But the company said this change did not seem to have much effect. So back in May, Instagram chief Adam Mosseri told reporters that hiding like counts ended up becoming polarizing. Some people really liked it, some people really didn't like it. Instead of rolling out the change to all users, Instagram kept the like count on by default, but gave users the option to turn them off. In response to the Wall Street Journal report, Instagram published a lengthy blog defending its research The company said the Wall Street Journal report focused on a limited set of findings and cast them in a negative light, but that the issue was far more complex. In their post, 
Instagram said they have done extensive work around bullying, suicide and self-injury, and eating disorders to make Instagram a safe and supportive place for everyone, not just teens and young adults. Instagram said they have developed features so that people can protect themselves from bullying and given everyone the option to hide like counts and have continued to connect people who may be struggling with local support organizations. It said it was working on prompts to encourage people who were repeatedly dwelling on negative subjects to look at different topics and it promised to be more transparent about its research in future. So to, to wrap up, Facebook has acknowledged internally what researchers have been documenting for years, which is the fact that Instagram can be harmful to teens. Parents can help by repeatedly talking to their teens about the difference between appearance and reality by encouraging their teens to interact with their peers face-to-face and to use their bodies in active ways instead of focusing on what their selfies look like. The big question now will be how Facebook handles these damaging results and the resulting congressional inquiry. I also want to add that Facebook Facebook had known about this finding since at least back in 2019. They conducted focus groups, online surveys, and diary studies. So diary studies are basically research studies done by collecting qualitative data about user behaviors, activities, and experiences over time. So this clearly was not a one-chance finding. Facebook's business model is to encourage people, both old and young, to post photos of themselves which would inevitably be raided by others, including strangers from all over the world. And this business model, however, and its resulting issues and consequences is literally impossible to fix. So that's all I have for this episode of The Bait Picture. The production, editing, fact-checking, audio engineering, and graphic design were done by yours truly, Bidemi Ologunde. Please join me again on the next episode as I continue with a deep dive on cybersecurity topics, news, events, and incidents, and the lessons we can all learn from them for robust cyber threat intelligence and awareness in our daily lives. Make sure you follow, download, or subscribe to the Beat Picture Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And please share the show with anyone that you think might benefit from it. For questions, comments, or any suggestions, please send an email to bdme at thebeatpicture.com. You can also get in touch on Twitter at BeatPicture, as well as on the Clubhouse app at Beat. Please remember to leave a review for the podcast if your platform allows you to do so. Thank you for your time. See you on the next episode. Bye for now.